So, uh, with how you think the uh, current climate is and how things are going on a so on a sociological scale, uh, what do you think is the future of Christianity? Well, I, I believe, and I, I surely hope that it's very bright. Uh, um, I suppose if anybody could uh, get into their uh, into their time machine and and go back centuries or even millennia uh, and view the culture and view the challenges they had, um, it might give them more of an appreciation for uh, the resilience that that faith has given to us. Um, I know that in the 1700s, they didn't sing the same, same songs that we sing in our worship services, at least not all of them. Uh, I'm sure the preaching styles were different. I'm sure that the, uh, the moral climate was different. The challenges uh, was different. Um, go back even farther and, and it was more different still. Um, faith has to adapt to whatever culture it's in. And I feel that because God is the author of faith and because he knows history and he superintends history, that he is going to give us whatever tools we need uh, for the climate that we're in. And Christianity has thrived um, under every kind of government. Uh, from kings to dictators to communism. Um, when the, uh, the Berlin Wall fell, when the Soviet Union was dissolved, uh, for decades and decades, uh, they had officially been an atheist culture. Um, but we saw that there were thriving communities of faith within that culture still. And so it couldn't be stamped out. Uh, now, it was a different expression of the Christian faith than, than I'm accustomed to, uh, but Jesus was still the center of it. That was important, and, and I'm sure it's that way for uh, communities of, uh, of Jewish people. Um, we have to adapt, and we will adapt, because if you don't adapt, you die. Uh, I feel like the denominational structures are uh, in decline. Uh, the numbers show that fewer people attend uh, whatever denominational church than did decades ago. Uh, but in in that loss, there's also been gains because there are many, many uh, storefront churches. Uh, there are many, many groups that meet in homes and don't have a denominational structure of any kind. There are many... Uh, prayer groups that meet uh, uh, in whatever place of business or work. Um, and so it adapts to the, the change of culture and it adapts to whatever needs there are in, in the community where they exist. And I think that'll continue, even though you probably won't see as much emphasis on the big name of the church uh, or the big name of the group. Um, now there's a, there's a huge uh, uh, emphasis on the mega church now, and I'm sure they can provide many, many uh, uh, services that small churches cannot. Um, but there are some people, and, and I'm definitely one of them, uh, 
just a little frightened of that because it's almost like uh, Walmart or uh, Microsoft developed the church. And so it's just this huge structure that just takes over life. Um, and I much prefer the, the intimate, small um, culture of the, of the church that I'm in. Um, but there's room for all of it. Um, there's room for any group that says, here's what God has said. Here's what we can do with it. And, uh, and we'll develop our own distinctive worship style and we'll express our teachings in this way. Um, and I see great value in saying this is what the Bible says and this is what I will believe and this is how I will worship. Yeah, I think, like you said, secular uh, secularism is definitely increasing in Western society, but at the same time, I think the foundations of Western culture in general, especially from a moral and ethical aspect, are really derived from, you know, Judaism and Christianity. So I think despite that increasing rise of atheism and agnosticism, overall, it will still thrive in one way or another, just because um, that culture is so ingrained within Christianity and Judaism as a whole, that's really... It's the only way to thrive. You have to accept a part of it. Yeah, and you know, um, there are, I don't know of any cultures that have been discovered in any part of the world that don't have some kind of faith, some sense of, of uh, some creative force bigger than, than the community uh, that brought the world into being. And, and I believe that, I believe it's an aspect of what God said in um uh, in the earliest parts of Genesis, Genesis, when he said, let us make man in our image. And that imageness means we bear something of, of who God is. Uh, we speak with similar categories. Uh, we have a similar sense that some things are right and some things are wrong. Now, I may occasionally need teaching to refine my sense of what is right, wrong, or what it is that God did exactly when he made this world. But there is a sense in all of us that, that something uh, got it started and something is guiding the course of history and something is, is uh, creating hope, even in darkness. And so this allows the human species to, to thrive. And if we ever make it to Mars, I'm sure there'll be a church planted on Mars. Uh, don't know what it would look like, but uh, there'll be Martian believers if we get there. Uh, and I think Mr. Musk is wanting to do that pretty quickly, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a, a different conversation, but I, I did, um, yeah, what you say definitely resonates, and it's it's just it is interesting. Um, kind of just like looking at when you look at a far out lens, no matter where you are, it is true that like I guess culture does always exist. Um, but like a question on that, what would you say as to like in Soviet Russia or in communist China when religion was abolished, and for that time period, religion did not exist in all regions of the world. Well, but it does. In all these places, uh, there are or have been documented 
churches that met in secret, churches that found a way around whatever uh, regulation there was. Um, and, and this, um, in the earliest days of our faith, uh, people had ways of identifying themselves to others who were like-minded. And they could have a fellowship that that somehow allowed them to uh, transmit their beliefs and their hopes, even in the face of what looked like overwhelming opposition. And I, I think that's an aspect of our, our human nature and our imageness as well. Um, we will give our lives for our faith. Um, maybe everybody doesn't when presented that uh, that that threat, but many have, and that's a defining thing about the faith that will endure. That people see it as is more valuable than their dearest possession, and there's nothing more dear than the life that each of us is given. And so, if if we would uh, face that threat and push through, no matter what happens. That this speaks to the strength of, of of what we believe, and and people do that. Uh, I'm not hearing. Okay, I think you're muted. Oh yeah, yeah, I, that that's true. I, I didn't think about it from that perspective. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, in that case, in that case, I guess religion and culture is also what you define it as to be, and. I guess for me, like, I guess just think about it from like the established religions, but culture itself and like how, how, like, I mean, it's just a, a culture without religion is a, is a culture itself because that's the culture of like that society. Um, but like, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that, that's been on it is, is super interesting. Um, do you have any other like thoughts on that before like I move on to the next question? Just that, uh, and, and others have said it uh, very eloquently, that uh, um, uh, we are incurably religious as a species. Uh, now, not everybody expresses that religion in, in the sense of worshiping a god or gods. Uh, for some people, it's a religion of philosophy or, uh, or confidence in the human ability to persevere. Uh, or rationalism or or some other such thing but uh, when you get down to the root of it the devotion to it uh, is a religious devotion uh, we're all devoted to something that we believe and we all build our lives around and make our decisions based on uh, that belief structure yeah there's no uh, there's no large-scale human um What's the word? There's no large-scale human uh, cooperation without well, some sort of thing to that everyone can really agree on. So religion or communism or atheism or humanism, like in order to build a society, there needs to be some sort of shared value and uh, belief system that everyone can really work mm -hmm. with. And it's that way at every level of human organization. If two people meet on the street, uh, either a common language or a common desire to eat or a common desire to be protected from, um, uh, from bears, 
something is going to give them a framework within which to relate to one another. And however big that group gets uh, beyond that, it's going to be built around some organizing principle.